0: This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 1531 on Human Nature, part one, by Elena Miller of ZenPsychiatry.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to ORD with me, your host and narrator, Greg Audino. We've got a really wonderful two-parter to start reading from today, author Elena Miller, whose work I always really enjoy. She's going to do what she does best and provide an article that's as raw and honest as they come as she opens up about her struggle with cancer, as well as her struggle with people's reactions to it. So let's get right into part one of this post and optimize your life. On Human Nature, part one, by Elena Miller of zenpsychiatry.com. This past Friday, in front of my family, friends, colleagues, and teachers, I accepted my diploma during the graduation ceremony for the UCLA Psychiatry Residency Program. While it wasn't my real diploma, it's been months since I've been able to work, so when I'm better I need to go back and finish some requirements, my residency program coordinator put together an awesome fake diploma so I would have something to pick up when my name was called. It looks just like the real thing, but reads in small letters, Elena Miller has almost completed training in the UCLA Psychiatry Residency Program. When I start my private practice, it's getting framed and it's going straight up onto my wall. I wonder if some astute patient will notice the almost tucked away between has and completed and think to themselves, hey, wait a second. The evening, marking the end of a total of 12 years of training, encouraged me to reflect on the experience of having cancer from the perspective of being a psychiatrist. Something about severe illness striking down a young, otherwise healthy woman seems to have turned me into a walking Rorschach test, onto which people have projected, for better or worse, their ideas about how the world should be. I may have learned more about human nature in the last six months than I have in all my adult years prior. P.S. If my program director is listening to this, maybe we can talk about me getting some clinic credit for having cancer, huh? Some people see me and seem obviously discomforted as if I force them to confront a reality about life that they don't want to confront. Perhaps there isn't a greater force in the universe ensuring that bad things only happen to people who deserve them. Perhaps life isn't fair. Perhaps if I'm fragile and mortal, then they are too. Many people will say things that, on some superficial level, they must believe are for my benefit, but that clearly deep down are meant to reassure themselves. They insist to me, everything's going to be okay. Oh, really? Have you been talking to my oncologist? Because I would love to hear the update. Or say cliches like, everything happens for a reason, or even worse, God only gives us what we can carry, as if some greater force purposefully gave me cancer. I've experienced a whole spectrum of generosity, from on one end, generosity that is actually selfish, where people offer me support because they like how it sounds rolling off their tongue, but disappear when I actually need their help. Others offer a transactional type of generosity. They give support, emails, cards, and gifts, but in return expect me to reflect back to them what good people they are. Where's my thank you card, they ask, or why have you not responded to my emails wishing you were well? They think they're being generous, but I come out of these experiences feeling uneasy and used, now obligated to return a favor I didn't ask for and entered into an implicit contract I didn't agree to. I wish I would just be spared these gifts and the work that comes with them. Their generosity is offered with the expectation that I do something in return, which, when you are sick and can barely peel yourself off the couch to get chemo, is not generosity at all. I want to tell these people I would love to spend all the time in the world reassuring them of their goodness, but I'm kind of busy with other things, like, you know, dealing with cancer. By the way, If you really want to send a helpful message to someone dealing with illness, say, I'm thinking of you. Let me know when you need anything. No need to respond. Those last few words will be music to the person's ears, I assure you, and will set you apart from the surprisingly high number of people who have a subtle expectation of having their ego stroked when they offer help. The truest kind of generosity, which is offered with no concern for the ego of the person doing the offering, and total love for the person to whom they are offering something is touching and beautiful and rare. I don't know if I would have believed it existed if my closest friends and family, and even many strangers through this blog, hadn't so clearly demonstrated it. Some handle their discomfort with my illness in other ways. I've been cornered so people can force upon me vague life advice telling me what attitude I should and shouldn't have to deal with cancer, perhaps because they want to feel they're smart and clever and have some important insight I need to hear to be continued. You just listened to part one of the post titled On Human Nature by Elena Miller of zenpsychiatry.com. And thanks so much to Elena today for being both so vulnerable and educational in her work, not to mention appropriately blunt. And as she goes through these stories of people that might have had their own self-interest in mind a bit more when offering their sympathy, We might wonder what wound of their own that they're trying to heal, or what experience they've had that is fueling such a response, albeit well-intentioned. You might ask the same of yourself, if you find yourself wondering how to offer support to someone in need, yet not quite finding a way that feels right. Before saying anything, it might help to check in with yourself about this and the feelings that their situation has thrust upon you. Get to the bottom of how you're reacting, where you're coming from, and how you might separate self-soothing from your efforts to soothe the person in question. I'll let you think on that, everyone, as we end now, yet remain excited for the rest tomorrow. Have a great rest of your day, and I'll see you soon for part two, where your optimal life awaits.